Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. We're going to be closing ticket sales down tomorrow. So just believing that there's one more little girl that needs to come. So um, we're doing that. And then actually the weekend after the daddy daughter dance, we have revival at the field at the field of dreams coming up. So that's super exciting because there's so many people and so many um, different ministries and people just coming together for this event. So it's been really awesome to see the Lord's hand in this event and just putting all the pieces together, just supplying every single thing that we need for the event, whether it's like audio stuff or video recording stuff or ministers or worship or whatever. Um, So we are just like looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah. And, and so listeners, if you want to find out more about that, um, Jenna, where, what's the website for the revival event? Do we know I that believe it's revival at the field dot, let me check. It might be dot com or dot net. <laughs> <laughs> let me check really quick. There's a lot of revival in the field going on. So, um, right. There's, and I, cause I know there's that revival in the field, which is for youth uh, in Iowa, or maybe they call, oh no, they call it fields of faith. That's a little bit different. So I just learned about the fields of faith. Uh, but this is different. This is revival in the field. And you guys, if you haven't heard about this, um, this is the first Christian faith-based event that is happening at the, uh, original movie set of field of dreams. And if you remember the field of dreams, right. If you look at it through the context of being filled with the Holy spirit, it's such a cool movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many like just powerful taglines. I watched it a couple weekends ago and I'm just, I'm super excited. And, you know, crazy story. I mean, you've heard this one, right? Like Jenna, I ended up on the field of dreams movie set site where mm-hmm. Lou Engle was there with his team. We ended up praying and like walking the bases. And I remember doing the high five, you know, with, with Lou and it was like a, like a, a spiritual father daughter moment. And so <laughs> I just, I, it's so cool that this is happening there. Um, and I know it's going to draw, I just believe it's going to draw families, right? There's going to be family activities. Um, it's a, a Saturday event, but there's something going on Friday night. Did you find the web, the website? Yeah, so it is, it's a family event. It's for the whole family. There's going to be fun things for kids to be doing and you can register. It's a free event but we're trying to kind of grasp how many people are going to be coming. So you can register and look at all of the information at revivalatthefield.com. So you can go there. There is a a private event that you do have to register for, for um, Friday night. Um, This is more geared towards people in ministry, coaches, um, people like in leadership positions. So it's going to be like an extra and there's only so many spots available. I think there's only 180 spots available. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can go ahead and register for that, but we're super looking forward to it. We just have so much excitement built up for what God is doing <laughs> in the earth right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. fun. Yep. It, it brings me right away to 
that scripture verse in, you know, Psalm 133. And it is how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. So, right, no matter what the ministry is, the representation of ministry, or, you know, who's coming, when we're coming together for God's purposes, um, there's, I mean, there's, there's a blessing. Uh, you know, the scripture verse says it's like precious oil poured on the head, um, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard. Um, and, uh, we know that the, the oil can also be reflective of the, of the Holy spirit. So there is a blessing when people come together in unity and that's what this is about. So check it out, you guys. So there's that, there's the daddy daughter dance. Um, just, yeah, lots of neat stuff going on. And, you know, Jenna, right. We've been talking a little bit about the difference between a God-centered life and a self-centered life. And, you know, years, years, years ago, and for those listening, um, you know, we, we, we got together with a group of people and we went through this incredible Bible study called Experiencing God by um, Henry Blackaby. So listeners, you may recognize the Bible study, the name. Um, I'm actually going through it for the second time with a group of um, with a group of gals, but we went through this, Jenna, right? Um, you guys, and I think it was Corbin's and Billers. And I just, I was so blessed by it. And I'm being reminded of everything that this was about. Again, the difference between a God-centered life and a self-centered life and how, for example, right? So part of the book of Genesis is the record of God accomplishing his purposes through Abraham, or if you look throughout scripture, there's different heroes, right? Different heroes of faith. And it it's, it's God accomplishing his purposes. It's not the record of Abraham's walk with God. So there's a huge difference there. And I'm just going to share a couple examples, right? A, a God-centered life places confidence in God. Um, and this comes from the Bible study, a, a, a God-centered life depends on God and his ability and provision. And the focus is on him and his activity versus a self-centered life, which is a focus on self is proud of self and self-accomplishments um, depends on self and self-ability. So there's a, there's a major difference here. And I, we've talked about this before, Jenna, but I, and, and I know you're in the same belief here, right? But Holy Spirit is drawing attention to the fact that there is first there's blessing and unity, but that this is this is kingdom work. When we're coming together for the purposes of God, it's kingdom work. So it's not elevating a certain ministry or a certain person on stage or a certain voice or whatever. Um, so there's a huge difference there. And yeah. What do, what do you think about this? I know we've talked about it, but I'd love to hear just your, your perspective. Yeah. You know, as we started activation church, um, just kind of like, and we weren't even planning to, it was just something that the Lord did. One of the main things that the Lord highlighted to have at the foundation of our hearts was that Jenna, you're not building a ministry. You're not building a church. You're building my kingdom. And so that's something that we have just led with from the front, like, you know, to, to everyone within the church of like, Hey guys, we are united in vision here because if you're a believer, we're all called to build the kingdom of God. And so I feel like 
while there will be like, we've felt like the Lord told us a hundred different ministries are going to give birth, you know, out of our congregation and out of the members of the church and the body. And some are going to stay and some are going to go. And we just, you know, are keeping our hands open with people because you don't never own people in ministry. You know, God is the one who, you know, ushers and, and, and anoints people and appoints people. And so I feel like, you know, if we can get this mindset of like, we're here to build the kingdom of God and to break down any like ministry walls, you know, that we put up, there's such a blessing when we come together. And that's what I've seen is, is that like, when we don't care about ourselves, we don't care about, you know, this, this, this ministry so tightly, that's actually the Lord's because it's the Lord's you know, that gave it to us and we just hold things open. You know, there are certain boundaries and we've talked about boundaries. And so definitely a place for boundaries, but I just feel like when we, when we trust the Lord and we, and we hold our hands open and we just unite together for building the kingdom of God and then respect people who are in different lanes of ministry and bless people. There's such a unity. And what I find is, is that there's a blessing. So like when you unite with other believers, with other saints in the ministry, the Lord actually ushers in more blessing than if you weren't to unite with them. If you would have just went off on your own and did your own thing. Um, you know, he increases your, um, what is it? Tent pegs or I don't know, things like that. He, there's just increase and there's just blessing on that. And so that's just something that's really near and dear to our heart that, you know, at a foundational level, we're building the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And it's going to take an army of people and in many different lanes of ministry to do that. And I think that this is part of, you know, when Jesus, when he said like, you're going to do greater things than I, like he was talking about the church. He was talking about like, there's going to be all these people doing the same works that I've been doing. And and it's going to be grander because there's going to be so many people doing it. And so, um, yeah, I just love, you know, when there is unity within the body, um, cause there's no place for competition, you know, in the body, there's no place for, um, I I've been looking for it and it's in one Corinthians or second Corinthians. Oh, yeah. I think I, I mean, I wonder if I just, I I'd found first Corinthians 12, five, where it says there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord, there are different kinds of working but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work, right? So to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Um, to one, there is given through the spirit, the message of wisdom to another, the message of knowledge. So, right. There's different giftings, um, but all these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each just as he determines Yeah, that's good. There's also another place where it talks about when there's differences in views within the body and how we should strive for unity. And we shouldn't let, like, if there's differences, like in beliefs on these small things, obviously not major foundational things, you know, um, you had to believe in the word of God that, you know, we should just continue to strive for unity and just how that is so important because God isn't a God of division. He doesn't want to divide his church. Right. And that's the key. So his church, like, cause I think about it this way, there are so many different churches, you know, there are different kinds of congregations. There are different, you know, pastors who've been equipped to 
um, be pastoral. And right later on in Corinthians, it does talk about those, uh, what are they, the, you know, the different giftings, um, a teacher, uh, apostle, prophet, um, you know, different, different workings, but to keep in mind that it is God building his church and, and because we're the bride of Christ, right? Like Jesus is coming back for the bride who is spotless and without wrinkle. (laughs) And so it's not going to matter these different church, you know, different types of, you know, uh, whatever it might be, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to name names. Like it just, and yet we know the church is so important, right? Like there's, there's such a need to have that fellowship and um, just place to come to honor the Lord and do life together. Like, like it talks about in the book of Acts. And so I think, you know, that key is just, just like you were saying, what we're talking about, it's God is building his, his bride, his church, and he's coming back for her. Um, and so, gosh, this all just points directly <laughs> to first Corinthians 12. I'm just looking through it, like unity and diversity in the body. And, um, just, just as a body though, one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ, right? So whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Well, and to kind of relate it a little bit to today, later on, it talks about there's no competition for importance within the body. And then it talks about how like, you know, um, while we can say, well, we don't need, we don't need an eye or we don't need a certain body part. And I think that that's something that every believer should really search their hearts for of being able to find the value and the worth and the thing that God is doing through different veins of ministry. Because I think what we have a tendency to do is, and if I can just say it, like we get into one denomination or we get into one vein or we get into one, we get into one movement or something, you know, and then we're like, we're like almost, we can almost be against everything else, you know? And I feel like what God is doing is he's maturing us. He's maturing the children to be able to recognize and see like, okay, number one, there's not one person that has everything figured out. Like, you know, and like we've talked about before, people carry a different measure of the grace of God that's been given to them. And so like the way that I view it is, is that like, Hey, I want to, I want to glean from all these different measures of grace that God has given to all these different veins, to all these different, you know, ministries and, and just believing that God's doing something incredible, you know, because when you meet someone, you know, if they have a heart for the Lord, you, you can, you know, a lot of times, you can just even tell by looking at them, their countenance. The, the, yeah. I had a girl at church. She was like, do you ever notice that all of the people at this church, they just glow. Yeah. And I was like, that would be the glory of the Lord, yeah. <laughs> you know, resting on his people. And so, and God will give you discernment, you know, and if you are for something, it doesn't mean that you have to be against something or someone else, you know, obviously everything wicked and evil, we're against Satan, right? We're against the kingdom of darkness. That's what we're against. We're not against people. And we're definitely not against the different body parts of the church. Yeah, that's good. So God's purposes, not our plans. And I just want to refer back 
to this same um, Bible study, experiencing God uh, to live a God centered life. You must focus on God purposes, God's purposes and not your own plans. Um, Seek to view each situation from God's perspective rather than from your own human outlook. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. Um, When God starts to do something in the world, he takes the initiative to reveal his will to people, right? And it's that revelation that comes through relationship. When I am, when I am fixed and focused on God and my relationship, like the, him leading my relationship with him, this stuff, like if there is division or if there is stuff like that, like he just brings like a clarity, you know, as to what's going on. And, 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 um, I don't get, I don't get hung up on the stuff. When I think back over the course of my walk with Christ, and this is, you know, back to like, I'm going to go way back to 2006. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be 40 this year, you guys, (laughs) but way back to 2006, I just, I, I feel like I just need to take a minute, like just to first off, say and share, like it was, it was no one person or no one organization, especially like, I just want to kind of reference the anti-trafficking movement. Cause there's this big word that's like rescue, right? Like there was no one person or organization that rescued me out of the commercial sex industry. It was divine, miraculous God's hand at work in my life that drew me out And likely on the prayers of people like my mother or people like, um, you know, maybe it was my, a counselor that, that, you know, cause I had started seeing a counselor in 2006. Um, so I just feel like it's important to say that, but then like, when I look back and I see and just remember the different people that were an influence in my life who were like, their motivation was genuine. Cause you can tell like, right. Jenna, like you said, you can tell when someone's walking with the Lord, you can tell when you're, when you're being led by the spirit, you're filled with the Holy spirit. If there's genuine motive, like I can look back and there were, there was a church that was extremely pivotal in my, in my walk. And still like my, our home church that we, you know, we go to is new creation world outreach church in Mankato. And they would continually have like Corey Russell come. And I've, we've always really connected with those messages. Um, obviously you, you know, Jenna, Mike, um, you guys have been just, you know, incredible friends and we've done different kinds of ministry and, you know, um, birth action one, six, nine to, you know, what, you know, doing this Bible study. Um, but I had a fantastic counselor who I knew prayed, you know, so there's, there's just been, Ruthie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, can we take a minute and like honor the elders like Ruthie and her husband, Albert pivotal, um, people in my walk who operated in the spirit, taught the scriptures, um, showed how to honor, showed how to love, you know, and I mean, Ruthie's been by my side since day one. So, you know, I share all this because I want to take a minute to just like honor people. And, you know, you think about, who we've had on the podcast, every single person we've had on the podcast, that was strategic. And that was the Holy spirit highlighting that person, you know? So Jenna, when you, you know, when you think back in your, in your walk with Christ, who, you know, who was pivotal? Like, were there, were there 
churches? Were there people like what, what was really an influence or who was really an influence for you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like through every season with the Lord, the Lord has just like provided encouragement through people depending, dependent on like whatever season that I was in, you know? So early on, yeah, there was the church that Mike and I went to, um, up in Okaboji. And then when we moved to Minneapolis, we went to another amazing church. And now like, you know, when I look at all these churches, they're all so vastly different, you know? And then when we moved here, like we went through this wrestling stage of like, just not really being able to find a home. And so then we were driving all the way to Sioux Falls and then to find out, you know, what God has done now, but then the, there's been so many incredible people, like how you messaged Corey, you know, I, I love Corey, Russell. I love, you know, the Bevere's John and Lisa Bevere, yes. We've been to many of their studies, you know, people yeah. who just mentor and encourage you from the far. And that's actually what the word says is that the body of Christ is meant to encourage one another yes. in what God is doing in their life. So God's working in our life and we're placed in each other's life to just encourage each other and press, mm-hmm. press each other on in what God is doing in their life, you know, and support them, you know, you and core. I mean, I remember like when we first became friends, like I was so obsessed with you. I was like, I was like, there's something different about Danielle. And I wasn't filled with the spirit yet. And so that's what it was, you know? And so just so many, there's been so many countless, countless people that I, I'm like, I feel bad. Cause I'm like forgetting a million. I know. I'm like, wait, Aaron and yeah. Billers yeah. and Carvins. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Ruthie came in my life, like I had been praying, I've been thinking about my grandma and I'd been thinking about how, like how I just wish that she was still alive and I could just hear her stories and her wisdom. And then, right. You know, and then the Lord connected me with Ruthie. And I just remember just being so overwhelmed with gratitude of this woman who is, you know, older. And there's a lot of things that she could be doing with her life, you know, but that she would take the time to just pour into the younger generation to take the time to pour out the wisdom that the Lord that she's learned over the years. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, I want to be like that. I don't want to just retire and kick my feet back and say, I've done what I've done. You know, like I want to finish my race and, um, yeah, right. She's such an encouragement. Yeah. My devotion this morning was on elders, you know, just like honoring elders and um, just, yeah, just thinking about the significance of those who have gone before us. Um, And there is, there's wisdom there. There's so much wisdom. So shout out to all the the elders, (laughs) those who've gone before us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So throughout scripture, God, God is the one who takes initiative. Um, when he comes to people, he reveals himself and his activity. And that revelation is always an invitation for people to adjust their lives to God. Um, none of the people God encountered could remain the same afterward. And again, they made the adjustment because it was God at work. And this, again, comes from the Experiencing God Bible study um, by Blackaby. So thank you for tuning in. And we are super excited for this season. There's a lot going on, um, season four. Uh, and we'll be with you next time. Bye, guys.